And now, Thriller Thursdays on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. In the last episode of The Hawk Chronicles. Miss Hawk, I know that this is quite a bit to take in all at once, and it sounds implausible, but I assure you that the situation is quite real and a dangerous man is on the loose. Why can't you just send your best people over here and find him? Our general population has no idea that you exist, or that the stip exists. It is best that you do the majority of the investigating, and we will assist you in any way that we can. When the time comes, we will make arrangements for the prisoner to be extradited to another jurisdiction, and he will disappear from your world. I just don't see how you're gonna pull that off, Pierman. Connections, my dear Kate, connections. Uh, Nelson left you something on your desk. You just missed it. Jim, did he say where he got this? I just said it was a uniform. Probably uh, from one of the guys uh, from this morning. Could have been Mac, I don't know. Somebody pulled some strings somewhere. It went from back burner to top of the list. Is there something we don't know? Well, detective, did you get the package? Pierman, yeah, uh, just like you said. I want you to fax the partial prints to me. We will use our database to investigate and get you some leads. So these prints I just faxed... They just identified the man loose in your world. Kate, he's one of yours. Extremely dangerous and unstable. It might be too late for both of our worlds. And now, episode five, The Noose Titans. What kind of maniac am I dealing with that's a threat to both worlds? His name is Heinrich von Longer, one of Nazi Germany's leading nuclear physicists. Nazi? This guy was a Nazi? That must have been... Well over 80 years ago. So I take it he's another guy caught up in your time warping. Which means, if he's running around today, you must have taken him... In April 1943, he started with Eric Schumann in what was called Uran Fern, or Uranian Club, in April of 1939 the day that Germany invaded Poland. The program lost momentum as the Nazis called out the Jews from the academia, and it eventually fell under the control of Hermann Gerig. What happened to what's-his-name? Von Longer. He had a major breakthrough, one that would change the course of your history and ours. Von Longer's discovery could have led to the development of an atomic device that would have made America's bomb look like a small firecracker. So your people intervened and took him. We created a background on him, revealing that his father, people posing as an SS officer arrested him before he could share his findings with his fellow scientists. And the Nazis fell for it. You must remember that by this time, Gruig was obsessed with purification. Von Longer hadn't shared his discovery yet, so anything that he said after being exposed as the son of a Jew would be discredited. His participation in the program was wiped from all records by the SS. When I think of a nuclear physicist, I don't think deadly villain. Why does this Von Longer have an axe to grind with both worlds? We took him to our side and convinced him that we were with the Allies and would fund his research and give him whatever he needed. He was convinced, and we developed the technology. And I take it things didn't turn out the way he expected. Once we knew it would work, we shut him down. He went into an uncontrolled rage and killed the director of our program. So that's how he got to this prison I've heard so much about. Traveling through various wormholes, time passage for him was 10 years, while it was 
Haiti here. So naturally, he hates your side. And because of the betrayal of the Nazis, he hates your side, too. We fear that with his knowledge, he could be a threat to both of us. We need to capture him. And we need to find out what connection my father has to all of this, what happened between him and Von Langer, why my father was arrested. In due time, Kate, all in due time. First, we need to find him. You can do nothing now, so go get some rest. In the meantime, we'll see what we can do on our end. I will be in contact with you soon. Good night, Detective. Yeah, yeah. Good night. Yeah, get some sleep. And then I thought, maybe I'll wake up and realize that this whole thing was one terrible dream. There never was a monument on a roof, or a controller, or pyramid. But there the evidence was, right there in my hand. I resigned myself to spend the rest of the evening with a nice glass of Chardonnay and a good book. That would usually put me to sleep. Tonight, it might take two glasses of Chardonnay. Hey, you're in early today. Yeah, I thought I'd get a little jump on the day and go through all the online newspapers in the area. <laughs> yeah, anything interesting? Uh, yeah, there are some interesting things, but thankfully, nothing big about our strange little case. What, uh, no UFO sightings in Little Italy? Nope, just a mention of... <clears throat> an airlift to remove an object believed to be part of an elaborate prank. <laughs> just the way I wrote it in the press release. Well, I guess that's a good way to start the day. Oh, good news, the fire marshals released the site to us. So I can look for evidence. Say, was there uh, anything interesting in the evidence you got yesterday? No, it's pretty much like Max said. Some parcels and unknown soil, no fibers. Nothing for Trace, either. Detective Hawk? Yes? Line one. A uh, Mr. Pierman? Thanks. Kate Hawk? Can you talk freely? Uh, not at this time, Mr. Pierman. It looks like you'll be housing our little soup can for a while. Yes, we have finished our examination, so you can store it for now. I believe you'll want to shift your attention to Federal Hill and a certain fire. I see. Well, if we need anything further, I'll be sure to call you. Thank you, Mr. Pierman. So, I uh, take it we're putting the flying monuments to bed for a while. For now. Uh, looks like I'll be able to help you on this Federal Hill fire. Great. Four eyes are better than two. Uh, just one thing. What's that? I drive. But I want to get there today. Yeah, well, at least I know we'll be there in one piece. My partner didn't know how close to the truth he was. We'll get there in one piece, but we might not leave that way, especially if Von Longer was still lurking about. What was he doing in a high-end electronics store? Maybe he needs to make a detonator. A timer for a bomb? Or maybe he's building a device to phone home. Wherever that is, all I know is that I'll have to conduct two investigations, one with Jim and one with Mr. Pierman. Uh, looks like the fire was contained uh, to the back section. Thankfully, the structure's been deemed safe. It looks like it's pretty localized. Well, we're not going to solve it sitting here.
Hey, if it's not my two favorite detectives, bada bing and bada boom. What's he doing here? Hey, rookie. What? After one day, did the money get back to traffic? They're a little short-handed, so I'm helping out with security. A lot of valuable merchandise in there. Has the scene been secure since the fire? Since the fire has been put out, nothing's came in, nothing's came out. Say, you gonna be working out today? Nah, rookie, give it a rest already. If I need a punching bag, I'll call you. Marshal? Detectives. Marshal? Any idea yet on the port of origin or confirmation of arson? Both. We've determined that the origin was in the storeroom, and the ignition source was, well, it's something like I've never seen in my 28 years of doing this. Really? What's so strange? Come with me. Watch your step. Generally, in a fire that's not associated with electrical or natural gas, we'd expect to find a trace or an accelerant. You can see right here, the fire obviously began in the middle of the section and then spread out unilaterally in a rain pattern. That's strange. It's almost like a small bomb went off. With no trace of any kind of foreign residue. What would do something like this? Nothing I'm familiar with. Not even an educated guess? A lightning strike inside of a building with no roof damage? In other words, no. I don't have an educated guess at the moment. Is it just me, or is this shape more oval than round? You have a good eye, detective. It's oval. Meaning? Meaning whatever the ignition source was, it was delivered at an angle, not straight down. I've got some things I need to get to our lab. We need to run an additional test on this section of the source. Okay. We'll take it from here. Well, we're two for two this week. Yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday we're on a roof looking at uh, something out of the X-Files, and today, Mystery Science Theater. You watch too much TV. Uh, Jim... Do we have any idea what's missing? Uh, not yet. The owner knows uh, what was stored in the section, but with all the damage, it's hard to tell what's missing. Look at these boxes. Yeah, they're, they're pretty much melted. The shelving was fairly heavy metal, so it's still somewhat intact. Yeah, so? So, why is there a void here, here, and here? Interesting. Look, over here, another void. Maybe these parts of the shelving were empty. And maybe they weren't. I'm sure the owner had some sort of inventory system. Let's get him down here and identify these voids. See if maybe there's something missing. It might give us an idea what the arsonist was looking for, if anything. So we're upgrading it from arson to possible robbery? If we can determine that there's missing inventory, think about it. If it were just arson, they would go for an area that's easy to get to, usually outside. If it's the owner for insurance, he go for the whole building, not just a small area in a storeroom. Alright, I'll get started on his financials. We can either implicate or eliminate the owner. In the meantime, I'll contact him and anyone who worked here to come down and see if they can narrow down what might have been stolen, based on these voids. Hey, you guys find anything? Do you know if the owner's been by recently? No, but if I see him, I can call you. Uh, you can call Detective Barnes. He's the lead on this. Shut down, rookie. Oh, there was one thing. What's that? There was an older man hanging around earlier. I told him to move along. He started cursing at me. At least I think he was cursing. And why do you say that? He was yelling at me some language. It sounded like German. What caused the mysterious burn pattern? Who is the mysterious man, Von Langer? And is he about to strike with whatever he's made from stolen parts? 
Find out next time in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles Face Off. For friendly service and fuel that's fine, there's a smile for every mile at the Ocean sign. Good afternoon, miss. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood, Ocheline Station. What can I do for you today? Hola, Jess. I need exactly two dollars of Ocheline, por favor. Excuse me, did you say... See, si. I said exactly two dollars, please. This is the Ocheline Station, Jess. Yes, indeedy. We sell only Ocheline with or without kelpinate and Ocheline sargasso with saladine. But why do you want exactly $2 worth? Because the man on the radio told me that I would get more miles per dollar when I choose Ocheline with kelponate. Today, I plan to drive twice as far as I normally do. Yes, I see. And I will also need enough Ocheline to get back home. Juicy? Uh... See, I see. For friendly service and fuel that's fine, there's a smile for every mile at the Ocheline sign. Ocheline.